Okay, is it, are, we're on. Yeah. We are a little rusty. I just wanted to make sure that I was pressing the right button. It's been a little while. It's been weeks. Three three weeks. It's know. Black Sheep Radio. I'm Ben McVie. I'm Chris Brown. And uh, this is episode number 20. Episode number 20. And I, I wish I could say that, the, that we spent the last time preparing for episode 20. And that's why it took so long. But, uh, yeah. you know, if you, if life you look gets into, in the way sometimes. If you look into numerology, <laughs> uh, 20 is all about uh, relationships, diplomacy, and uh, working together. So perhaps uh, there's something to be said for episode 20. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. It is it is a pretty monumental achievement, I would say. Mm, yeah. 20? Yeah. I think so. Okay. I think like it's not it's not like, you know, let's schedule a parade or anything. But I mean, you know, I think it's important to celebrate those little milestones. Thinking, every once yeah, in a while. I, Fifty is a milestone for me for yeah. some reason. At least doing this. I mean, you know, uh, twenty is relative. Everything is relative, right? You spend twenty years doing something. That's a big deal. Sure. But in terms of when I, you know, when we started this, I thought, mm, will we really hit in our stride and we'll have achieved something? We hit fifty. But twenty's yeah. good. Twenties, yeah. Can't get to fifty without twenty, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I, um, but we can get to twenty without episode one because we haven't released that one yet. True that. Um, so, so theoretically, we are on twenty A or nineteen B. Yeah. How's well, that? well, episode one exists. It's just, it's just exists in mm-hmm. in the listeners' hearts and on my laptop at the same time. Speaking of twenty, mm-hmm. uh, do you think that the current minority government, the brand new minority government, makes it past? 2020. The average lifespan of a minority government is 18 to 24 months. Yeah. So stats would say they make it past 2020, but I don't see it going a whole lot further than that. Or is it? I don't know. What are your thoughts on the election last night, my friend? Yeah. Okay. So um, this is item number one. Okay. On the weekly three, we're going to kind of sidetrack a little of that time limit thing. Oh, we'll be be all over the place on this. Yeah. We're we're just going to riff a little bit and and get get our sea legs back. But um, the well, I mean, I, I don't know that I... I think I What's think your, I was, your writing is Hamilton Center, correct? Uh, are you in Hamilton Center I, or are you in my writing, Hamilton West and Castor Dundas? I don't know. Oh, I, okay. I'm probably Hamilton Center. I, I don't really know what it's called. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Hamilton, Hamilton Center is the next one. I don't know because you're you're right on that thin line. You're near um, uh, Dundurn and Aberdeen, so yeah. I don't know where you would fall. Yeah, or where the cutoff is. I know mine. Jervinsky is was the was the liberal in mind. Is I don't know if that Jervinsky was was that yours. Or was that okay? So you're Hamilton Center then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's who that's who uh, was. Did the, you vote? Oh yeah, I always you did. vote. Um, How long yeah. was your wait? Well, um, I got I I got lucky in that the polling station that I was was supposed to vote at wasn't busy <laughs> mm-hmm. like there was no line for that one but there was there must have been over 100 people uh, uh we were in polling station 14 here in westdale uh mm. and polling stations 12 and 15 and 13 people were in and out in one minute yeah uh amanda and i went to vote uh, we were 46 minutes wow 46 i i look because i looked at the line and because i hate lineups hmm uh, and because I, you know, I figured, okay, well, I'll be bitter by the end of this. I might as well know <laughs> how long I waited. It's oh, you four, timed 40, it. 46 minutes. I timed it. Yeah. We could have done a podcast. 46 minutes. But uh, hey, uh, I'm not going to bitch about it. I mean, you know, it's, it's our, uh, democratic privilege and, uh, you know, there are places where you can't vote. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you got to wait in line, you wait in line. I don't think I've ever 
seen it that busy before. Mm. Like I think provincially, um, there was a fairly large line, but there was less places to vote. I haven't seen the numbers actually for voter turnout yet. I don't know if they're out. I I went looking for them today. I I don't know if you've seen any figures, whether it was a high one, a low one, an average one. So uh, I I heard it on the radio on the way to work today and they said about mid 60, like 65% turnout rate. That's not bad. Yeah. Like they were, they, so, so that's not bad. The the people, I think it was on uh, CFRB. I was listening to it. They Uh They were, were saying that it's not a great turnout, but like I, I had assumed, I would have assumed anything had in the sixes, in the sixties, would have anything been like in the a 60s, positive. I think is, is, is okay. Mm-hmm. You'd love to see it up at a hundred. That's mm-hmm. never going to happen. Yeah, uh, but with so many disenfranchised voters, I thought it, uh, and 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 really no. Dare I say no appealing? At least front runner. There were appealing candidates in this election, as far as I'm concerned, but there was no appealing front runner. Mm. Yeah. So, Again, that's my opinion. Somebody listening might think, oh, no, Justin sure. Trudeau or Andrew Sheeran. Let's face it. Those are the front runners. Yeah. I didn't find appeal in either one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I think most like most of the people that I've talked to, mm-hmm. people were very opinionated on what they felt about the election and who they voted for. For sure. It was a very divisive campaign and election, I feel like. Yeah. But I don't know that anybody really felt good either way about the way it was going. So le- now that I've mentioned the two front runners, mm-hmm. uh Justin Trudeau, Andrew Scheer, is, here's the question, and I'll preface it first with the question, and then maybe explain a little bit about what I mean, or maybe the question sums it up. Is Trudeau that good, or is Scheer that bad? I mean, Trudeau, in the past year and a half, has gone through the debacle in India with those goofy costumes. Yeah. He's gone through SNC-Lavalin. He's gone through Jody Wilson-Raybould and uh, Phil Pot. He's gone through Blackface, Brownface. He's done all these things. All of these things, which would, I'm sorry, political suicide. Yeah. Normally, that is the death knell for any politician. So. The fact has, is he good enough, a prime minister or a convincing enough leader that people are willing to forgive him? Or was Andrew Scheer, did he run that bad a campaign? Was he that bad an alternative that people voted Trudeau as opposed to Scheer? What do you think? That's a really good question. Um, I can only kind of really answer that ba- by the nature of like what, like, wh- like, so I voted for Trudeau in this election. You voted liberal. I voted liberal. Okay. Um, and, you know, and it wasn't because like I'm, I am a liberal, like I've, like we've gone over it before. Like I've, I voted for Doug Ford in the provincial election, um, you yeah. know, to, to, I don't, I didn't feel good about it when I did it, but I, I still did it. So why'd you vote um, liberal? So I, I voted liberal, honestly, um, because uh, I, I was a little hesitant about uh, about Andrew the cuts Shear. Andrew Shear that he was doing, but I think the main thing for me too was I didn't like how the conservatives once again um, how they approached the uh, environment. Um, they they had no they had no uh, meaningful environmental policy, uh, and in fact, like the only steps that they were going to take. Uh, regarding the environment was to to strip like the one carbon tax thing that we we currently have going which isn't the perfect solution but it's like the only it's the only plan we have right it's now it's a solution it's something it's something i just don't yeah so that was one of, i was like for me so like, you voted strategically which i think a lot of canadians did yeah that's the big conversation today i mean it, you know i i did you okay i've got a question so 
Did you think that Jagmeet was going to do better than he ended up doing? Uh, or did he land? No, because of the strategic vote. Yeah. I think a, a lot of people jumped ship on the NDP and the Greens and voted liberal simply because they didn't want Andrew Scheer mm-hmm. and the conservatives. Uh, I honestly believe that. I don't think that, that well... I'm not going to say that because the liberals have done some really good things. Justin Trudeau's government has done some good things. They've handled the economy well. They renegotiated NAFTA, I think, really well. They've done some good things. They do have at least as bullshit as, as some people may say it is. They do have some sort of environmental plan. And I do believe that this is the last general election in Canada, federal election, that will have climate on, I won't say the back burner, but this is the last time we'll have an election where climate change is not going to be one of the, it'll be up there with the economy. Mm. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I think it is going to be a major, major factor in upcoming elections for the foreseeable future. So this is what, this is what I'm saying. I, I don't understand like, like my, going into it. And again, this isn't to be inflammatory to people that voted conservative because, you know, your va- conservative voters vote is just as valuable as mine. That's what's beautiful about this country. Right. But the way I approach this election, I genuinely believe um, that it's unethical for me to vote for a party that doesn't have any plan for the environment in any way. Okay. So, so whether, whether they're going to throw us into, into deficit and, 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 but and still, wear if a brown face. If you, but if you're voting, right. But if you're voting on an environmental platform with the environment in mind, mm-hmm. and that's your number one issue, then why didn't you vote? Green. Well, no, sure. Yeah, you're, that's that's very true. Um, it's strategic also um, because it's part of it is keeping the one guy that didn't have an environmental policy out mm-hmm. of office. Um, so, yeah, that, I, I voted. <clears throat> yeah, I voted with this one with there's other things as well. Um, but but primarily it was to, to, you know, make it known as in my little one vote way mm. uh, that, you know, I won't stand for a politician, a party, um, a platform that mm-hmm. doesn't take a definitive stance on the environment or a, a proactive stance okay. uh, on the environmental politics. Yeah. Now, there are some people who would say that the liberals, what they're doing is far from proactive. It's just something to throw out there where they can say, look at us, we're doing something. It's interesting to say that, but like also I was thinking about this on the way here. Um, there are a lot of other things that they could do for the environment that wouldn't be as harmful politically. Like, I don't think taxing the people at the gas pump helps them. Do you know what I mean? Well, those, like, yeah. And those, those taxes, to my understanding, we, we wind up getting back. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. The, 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 the carbon tax, we wind up getting back in, yeah. in, in tax incentives and tax returns and so on and so forth. <laughs> Excuse me. Let's, you know, well, the environment is it is going to be a, a definite front burner issue. But let, let's look at the election that just went went by. Sure. And stick to that. What do you think of our electoral system? Because my mm. that's what I put on our Facebook page today. And that's that's the meat of the issue for me. I think it has definitely got to be reworked. And Justin Trudeau, by the way, when he ran in 2015, said he was going to rework it. And he never did. Yeah. One I of s- many broken Trudeau promises. And I voted for him, by the way, in 2015. I yeah. Did. Yeah, I, I saw you post that, and, and people are really. Um, I, I think, I think, uh, I think they tried to do voter reform at one point in Ontario, and it didn't stick. I think things are a little bit different now because there's a lot more availability of information, so you might be able to get away with um, doing a little. Uh, 
<laughs> you, you, Sorry, Amanda, my wife just brought us uh, fre- fresh made. Seriously? Are they peanut butter cookies? Dude, still warm Good. peanut butter cookies. God. Sorry, we, we had to Thank pause you. political talk Whoa. for just a moment. Give that a shot. It doesn't even crunch. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. If Andrew Shear had made those, would you have voted conservatives? <laughs> yeah. The mm. um what you were getting wow. at there a second Those are ago. So good. Oh my god. What you were getting at there a second ago uh got brought up actually on our Facebook page. Um I think it was Kevin uh who had said that they, you know, they they the the provinces if they try federal election reform, the provinces are going to have too much of a vested interest and it will go nowhere. And I tend to agree with that that it would be difficult. Um But much as the old saying goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Mm. it's broke. So the logical conclusion would be fix it. Well, I mean, Uh, it's it's one thing to say to look at an issue. And and I mean, we need electoral uh, electoral reform. It is a bullshit system. If you were to go by the popular vote, the conservatives won this election. Mm-hmm. They received more of the popular vote than the liberals did by by a, a very razor thin margin. I think it was 34 to 33.6. But the conservatives won the popular vote. And there's some other numbers that I've got. I'm looking at here actually right now. OK, so the conservatives finished with 34.4 of the popular vote percent. The liberals had 33.06. Hmm. Yet they got 157 seats to the conservatives 121. And it gets even more crazy from there. The Green Party received 6.5% of the popular vote and got three seats. Mm. The Bloc Québécois got 7.7. So in other words, 1.2% more of the popular vote, but they finished with 32 seats, 29 Mm. more seats. That is fucked. That is dysfunctional and it ain't right. And take it one step further. The Bloc Québécois got 7.7% of the popular vote and 32 seats. The NDP got 15.91% of the popular vote. A little less than half of the liberals, a little more than double the Bloc Québécois, they finished with 24 seats. It is not, uh, I am a big believer in proportional representation and I know there's the argument out there. It's hard to do. And there would be all kinds of roadblocks. But you tell me, this is not reflective of how Canadians voted. Yeah. It is not. Yeah. It, it's really, um, is democracy, representational democracy important to you or not? Because that's not representative, you know? This is not at all representative. No. And never mind that. But I, the way the system is working right now, we have now... Uh, uh, you know, it used to be English Canada, French Canada. Now we have French Canada, English Canada, but within English Canada, we have Ontario and the Maritimes, and we have the Prairie Provinces. Mm. And then BC is kind of falls somewhere in between. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, look at Alberta, Saskatchewan, entirely blue. Completely. All of it, completely conservative. And then you look at uh, the electoral map, and the red shows up in Montreal. It shows up in Toronto. It shows up in the Maritimes. Basically, our two major urban centers are running the country. Yeah. And there's just something inherently wrong with that. Inherently wrong. This is a massive country. It is the second largest geographic country in the world by, by geographic area. And tiny little specks on the Canadian map are running the entire show. Yeah. There's something wrong with that, man. I, like, I'm so I'm all for 
if let's say that they say the 905 is like the make or break for the the provincial or for the federal elections a lot of the times and so, that's what so killed Andrew Scheer he didn't break through yeah so they say the 905 is like big I'm fine with that provided that every single vote is weighted the same across the country so let's say if tr- right is this what the ranked ballot refers to yeah okay yeah yeah so you would rank yeah but that's a little bit di- that's just the one system like i've heard there's a bunch of different systems sure. there's some where they like you know they tally all of the votes and then based on the amount of votes each party gets, they're allocated a certain, a certain amount of seats. seats. Yeah. And then they're able to distribute those seats where they see fit. So right. it's up to them where they place it. So you're not, but with that, the problem with that system is you're not voting for a local representative. You're voting for the party and you're hoping that you get a local representative. Sure. There's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of different systems. But is that, that such a bad thing? So let's say question. in other words, I mean, I based, know. based on, um, okay. So the, the, the liberals finish with 33 points. 0.06% of the vote, basically one third, mm-hmm. right? So that means that they're going to fill one third of the seats, which would be 90. There are 270 seats. Correct me if yeah, I'm wrong. I think it's I no, think no, 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 no. Sorry. 336 seats. Yeah. 336 seats. You okay. need 170 for a majority. So 336, they win one third. So three, that's about 110 seats. So they have 151 seats. I think they finished with or 157 or something to that effect. Over 150. Mm-hmm. So that is 40 more than they actually would by that system, by ranking, by proportional, maybe not proportional representation or ranking the ballots or whatever. But let's say that the number of seats is reflective of how people actually voted in the popular vote. Mm. So now, instead of 150-something liberals, you have 110 Does that not afford the opportunity? And this gets me back to your local constituent sort of thing. Does this not afford us the opportunity or for political parties to put their best people where it matters? In other words, you may vote liberal. Perhaps you just vote the liberal brand. Perhaps you like Justin Trudeau. Perhaps you don't like your local constituent uh, constituent in the NDP, but you really like Jugmeet Singh and you want to vote, right? Perhaps you like your conservative MP who's running, but Andrew Scheer you could do without. You don't care for him as a man, as a person, as a politician, as a leader. Does that not afford the opportunity to trim the fat of some really shitty local MPs? And let's face the fact, they're out there. I'm sure, yeah. Right? Does that not afford us the opportunity to trim the fat and get the best possible people to govern in places that they need to be? Yeah, uh, yeah. And and specifically, just to kind of go off to the last point, to put them where they need to be. Right. There isn't a representative in a, a government representative in Saskatchewan or Alberta. So correct. So in a system like you just described, you could take you Bill would, Morneau, who won in Toronto Center, our finance minister, and stick him in Calgary. You need representation. So now you have no voice for Alberta in the ruling party's government. Exactly. It's impossible. Exactly. So, yeah. So it's it's kind of sucks. And I and you know I I again I voted for liberals. I don't. I'm, this isn't a team sport. I don't care if I, I don't consider it a victory. I I really genuinely feel for the people that aren't getting represented in the government. I, yeah. I feel for the people that that voted and their vote didn't matter because the system's all fucked. And you know, let's let's be honest. I think if 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 we were to be honest with it, how many of us go out and get to know our local constituents? Mm. 
or our local our local uh, uh, leaders, the, the, the people who are riding in our ridings. How many of us know the people are MPs yeah. or are running to be members of parliament? Most of us vote for a brand or we vote for the leader that that uh, there is no doubt in my mind. Yeah. So um, actually, that's a good that's a good segue. I was in um, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau on uh, Thanksgiving Monday, went to uh, Collective Arts Brewery in Hamilton. And, and I actually have a friend that works there and she invited us to go down. She gave us a heads up that he was going to be there. And we were there for like a liberal rally with Justin Trudeau, which was really interesting. And and all of the local MPs were there. Um, I don't know how many of the ones that that were there actually got elected, um, but they were there and it was, it was for registered party members of the liberals and there was lines up around and everything. Uh, and I, I didn't really see a whole lot of, you know, handshaking with the general public or even undecided voters. It was, it was very, you know, I'm on team liberal. Let me meet the liberals. There, there wasn't a whole lot of reaching across the the proverbial bench, you know, no, this was a very polarized election. Yeah. And Andrew Scheer did the same thing. I mean, he, he reached his base. And so did the, the liberals, they won with their base. That's it. They didn't win anybody new. The conservatives didn't win anybody new. Mm-hmm. This, this, everybody lost in this election. Yeah. Everybody did. The yeah. public got hosed, as far as I'm concerned. And I loved uh, Jugmeet Singh's uh, quote afterwards in his acceptance speech. With electoral reform, we can ensure, this is a quote, we can ensure that every election from now on is one where people don't have to vote against something, they can vote for something. Yeah. And that's what we need to have. Let, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, Right now, it is so polarized, and people vote for brands to the point where I am i am of the mind that you could have, uh, let's say, um, take a riding in the, the heartland of oil country in Alberta. The conservative candidate there could have a criminal record, could have been caught on a DUI last weekend, uh, and uh, had made racial slurs. The liberal uh, candidate could be the greatest politician of all time, could be the second coming of Christ, ain't going to get the vote. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We vote for brands. And and that's because of the regionalization and the way that we're represented. Uh, 20% of Albertans vote liberal. 20%. And again, proportional representation. One in five uh, Albertans votes liberal. But yeah. you don't see one liberal in Alberta. No. Which again, like I, I that that's it. It's lots of Torontonians voted conservative. Yeah, you don't see any of them there. A lot of my friends voted conservative yeah, too. Yeah, man. Um, Hamilton. Look at Hamilton. Uh, it was either an NDP or a liberal who yeah. won. The conservatives got blanked in in Hamilton, uh, Stony Creek, Hamilton Mountain, Hamilton Center, uh, and Ca- I think Flamborough. I think Flamborough voted a conservative. Waterdown. But right, uh, Waterdown. Yeah. That would be part, yeah, part of Flamborough, yeah. right? Yeah, part of that ride. Right? They they went conservative. Mm-hmm. So okay, technically a part of Hamilton did, mm. but again, is that representative of how many Hamiltonians voted conservative? I highly doubt it. No, and and I I do think that uh, Jugmeat would have done better had people felt that their vote vote wouldn't be wasted. Mm. You know, well, that's yeah. People you're, voted you're, in this election strategically. Uh oh, the conservatives are going to win. I better vote liberal. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a shame. I, I do think uh, that the conservatives are really selling themselves down the river by not coming a little bit more to like a center position. Yeah. 
in a big time way. They're not a like I, this is my theory, and I'm not a well, po- I'm not a political analyst by any means, but but they're 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 playing they're still playing to the to the boomers. And I think they're losing a lot of the millennial voters by sure. not coming up with like there's concern like like I you I could vote conservative, and and I don't because so many of their so many of their policies just don't apply to but me. But the liberals could be accused of the same thing. They're not appealing to people in oil country. They don't give a shit. They yeah. don't. They well, don't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's Trudeau not. It's spent the whole, the, the entire campaign going to major urban centers. He is with the university crowd, mm-hmm. with with the the Generation Xers, and maybe some slight millennial appeal. But that's it. He's not appealing to blue collar people. He's not appealing to farmers. He's not appealing to the people in the oil patch. He's just as guilty as the conservatives are. Mm-hmm. Both these parties are running themselves into the ground, as far as I'm concerned, because yeah. they're not willing to budge. They don't. They don't listen to each other yeah this is it's polarization is bleeding from south of the border my friend it's yeah one quick final question sure does andrew Shear win if he doesn't hide doug ford in a closet man i just don't even know i I, think he made a crucial error in hiding doug ford and i am not a doug ford supporter i can't stand the man but i think andrew Shear made a critical mistake because he got his ass whooped in the 905 where he needed to win and the 905 is ford nation and i think despite ford's Lack of popularity. There's a great quote last night on CBC. Right now, Doug Ford is polling somewhere between stomach flu and pink eye. Hmm. And let's face it, that's where he is. But Ford Nation is very much like Trump Nation. Are, they, they, don't, they don't give a fuck what the facts are. They believe in Doug Ford. And I think a lot of those people probably would have gone to Andrew Scheer had he let Doug Ford out of the Ford closet a little bit. Yeah, but do you, so do you think that Ford Nation didn't show up? Like, that's what I don't. I think a lot of Ford Nation voted again strategically, didn't vote with Shear because Doug Ford was forced off into the distance. Yeah, I don't know. His name never came up in any of Shear had to win in Ontario and he basically tucked. he, He swept Doug Ford under the rug. Like crusty dog shit. Yeah, like I, but and and I just don't know. I, I just I just don't know what Doug Ford's popularity is now, post his election and into his his run. So I, I just don't know how how helpful he would have been. I, I think it might have hurt them either way. Just asking it's, the question. It's, yeah, it's tough to say. I I, yeah. I don't know because I I, I just he's. He's just he brings a he brings a a, a circus along with him that I, I don't think Sheer wanted to associate himself with. But having said that, I mean, you know, the the circus came either way because Trudeau talked quite a bit about Doug Ford and and Doug Ford wasn't around to defend himself. Which which you know maybe yeah maybe you're right. Maybe if Ford was there and talking about all the good things that he feels that he's doing. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe I think that a lot of I think a lot of Ford Nation and they are out there. I think they felt jaded and I think they went against Andrew Shear for that simple fact. Um, let's move from Trudeau and Shear to Coach and Nora. <laughs> yeah, item I, number two in the weekly three. Yeah, I got um, so by the way, this is Black Sheep Radio. I'm Ben McVie, I'm Chris Brown, and the owner of two brand spanking new sibling kittens yeah so i um on on over the weekend i I was uh, going shopping for halloween costumes and uh wait before you get to this are you telling me you went out shopping for costumes and came home with kittens yes 
So up in Anca- up in Ancaster, there's a uh, there's a value village. It's next to a pet value. It's a, I know no, exactly it's, where it's it is. Smart, right by Clappison's Corners. And there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we were walking. Into there's the a liquor store village. across the street. Did you hit that before you went in? Or? <laughs> so we went in. We went in, and uh, and and there was a sign outside that said, "Oh, we were, me and my girlfriend Bree were talking. We're like, hey, let's just go into. Uh, okay, so she was with you. Yeah, we were oh, there okay. together. Right, yeah, okay." It's like, let's go into PetSmart and see if they have any fun animals. And then there was a sign outside that said adoption day. And the first thing you see when you walk in is this cage filled with kittens. And, uh, yeah, oh, that was they pretty know how much to sell, game over. They? Yeah. But yeah. they were, yeah. So, yeah, you know what? It was, they, they had like maybe seven or so kittens in there. And, and They're cute as hell. Oh, man. The, the, the ones that, yeah, the ones that we got. I, I, can, I can post a picture of them on our Facebook page. Um, we've got a, we set up an Instagram account, Bree did. Um, at Coach and Nora on Instagram, so there's oh, a bunch of man. cute pictures of us of our of our cats on there, our kittens. Okay, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, um, we've we, I've never had like I, like I grew up with with animals, but I've never had one that was just completely my responsibility before. Oh, okay, so like since I've been alone, like living on my own or whatever. Um, and this it's is been the first time you've had a pet of your own. Of my own, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, that I actually had to feed every morning and clean the litter box and stuff. And it's been really rewarding. And I, yeah, it's it's been great. It's been about five days so far. One so. litter box or two? One, yeah. It's You're supposed a, to get two, one for each. Cats are fastidious, man. Yeah. That, I, that's what I hear anyway. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, So they don't go very far around my apartment right now. They're kind of like in, they stick to like one area for now. Um, we're trying to socialize them because apparently you can train cats. Um, so we're, so we're trying to like socialize them and get them used to people and get them used to like exploring and stuff. Like I said, it's very early and they're only about like seven weeks old as far as I can tell. They're tiny. They're little. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. They've been really well behaved. Trying one of these cookies. They're so good. Those cookies. Uh Uh-huh. Honestly, like I, they're, you know what? It's funny. Those are pretty good. Yeah. Usually chocolate or uh, peanut butter cookies are dry, but no, I'm, I'm okay right now. Yeah. Usually peanut butter cookies can be a little bit dry, but those ones are insane. Um, but yeah, like I, it's just, I feel so we got two, uh, we went in there thinking we were going to get one and then male and a female, male and a female. Yeah. We went in there assuming that we're just going to get, well, not assuming anything. I went in there assuming I was going to walk out with, uh, you know, and go over and get caught. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, ended up getting two (laughs) because, um, they're siblings and I just, you know, the one that we did want was really nervous, Mm -hmm. like shaking. And I, and I've grown up with cats. And I'm like, you know what? The mm. only the only chance that I that we have of getting this this cat having a happy life is if we get like another cat that's comfortable with it. So we got both of them, and then um, yeah, it's been it's been an adventure, mm. a lot of fun. Get them fixed. Oh yeah, for sure. Because um, uh, siblings don't uh, don't matter. <laughs> no, yeah. No, Doug. Uh, Doug. Uh, we got Doug with his sister. Wow. Doug, my dog, Doug, uh, Vicky was uh, his sister, and uh, they went a little Ozark on us. <laughs> we wound up with four puppies. Oh, man. I'm serious. Wow. We named them after Charlie's Angels. We had uh, Jackie, Kate, Farah, and uh, uh, those are the three girl puppies, mm-hmm. and the boy puppy we named Bosley. Mm. So, uh, yeah. And they, they, they turned out fine. They didn't turn out like all deliverance and shit, <laughs> but uh, get, get them fixed. Did you know a female cat can get pregnant at seven, no, four, 
I read this today. I did a whole bunch of cat homework for you, by the way. <laughs> it's very early in their lives they can get pregnant. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the uh, yeah. nowadays the adoption fee it, it it comes with like spade or neutering neutering nudity <laughs> nudity. <laughs> Careful. It's in, it's in, <laughs> it's included it's included in the fee in your adoption fee now. So oh, they just okay. they they took all our information. They're gonna call us when it's time to bring them in. When it's time. Okay. Yeah. So they do all of that. Um, yeah. 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 Which Get is nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Get that done. Um, but yeah, like bringing home a new pet is one of the great joys of life. It is. It really is. So it is. It. It. Um, this is why. I mean, I. I've lost a couple along the way. My mm. dog Sam. Uh, our dog Sam. We had Sam was our our first dog, and uh, it was gut wrenching losing him. But then we got Doug and Vicky, and, and it is. It is. This is why I think a lot of people who once they have a pet are pet owners for life. Amanda and I have both said once, God forbid, it ha- it's, well, it's going to happen. Eventually, Doug will move on. Um, Amanda is adamant, like, this is it. I don't want any more pets. By then, the kids will have moved out, and we are home free, man. Like, it, it's just we have no responsibilities. But <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I can't see my way to never having a dog. Mm. Again, I'm a dog person, by mm. the way. You by admission just now, uh, you were a cat person. Yeah. Like, well, I, I think that I can, I can definitely appreciate dogs where I'm at in my life right now. I wouldn't be able to handle a dog. You don't hate dogs. No, no. Dog, it's just, it's, some dogs are dicks. Like I don't really, I'm like, I'm, like some <laughs> dogs, dogs. Huh? For, so here's the thing. <clears throat> I don't like some breeds dogs, how needy they are. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't like, you know, Dogs are, f- by by and large, much, never mind. Dogs are 100% needier than cats. Yeah, like, I don't like how I have to sit down and, like, p- like guard my plate so that they don't, ha- like, like... You can go away for a two-week vacation. Somebody comes in, feeds and waters your cat and mm-hmm. changes the box. You come back in two weeks. Now, Doug, uh, our dog, or any dog, will lose their goddamn mind. Where the hell have you been? Oh, my God, look at me. Rolling over belly rub and scratch yeah. and bark and jump and everything else. Cat would be like... You left. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which is the appeal to dogs. Like, this is why people like dogs, right? Well, there are... Th- yes. Yeah. Like, here, like yeah. Can I they give, give some, a shit. Here, Cats don't give a some, shit. Here are some facts. Sure. Uh, these are according to studies. Mm-hmm. And you tell me if, if, if... Some of these are just factual. Okay. And then some are, are not opinion-based. These are based on studies. First sure. of all, there are more dog people than cat people. Mm. About 6% more households own dogs than own cats. Hmm. Never Which surprises me. Why? I would have thought that there would be more cat people. Cats are lower maintenance. They're just easier. They are. They're easier. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought there were more. I, th- I would have thought the discrepancy would have been higher than 6%. Hmm. Yeah. Dog people, according to studies, dog people are far more sociable and outgoing than cat people. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dog lovers are friendlier and more extroverted than <laughs> cat lovers who prefer to be alone. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's that's accurate. Yeah, you think so? Oh, for me. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. How about this one? Cat people, according to a study, mm. are more intelligent than dog people. I don't know. Okay. I, yeah, that's that's kind of a you, like. I mean, you could just yeah, whatever. I just you know, <clears throat> I've met a lot of dumb cat people. You know, okay. there's like cat, cat, some cat people are fucking. Was one of them brushing his teeth in the mirror this morning? Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I got two kittens. What was I thinking? I went out for costumes, man. Um, <laughs> cat people are more neurotic than dog people. 
Cat lovers tend to be more prone to anxiety and neurotic disorders than dog people. <laughs> That's so funny. Again, like I mean, yeah, like I, I've, I, I've, I've definitely battled anxiety in the past, and okay, you me know, too. I've been doing. Mad yeah, that one I, I don't know about. Yeah, I tend to. I, anxiety is a problem for me too. Yeah, cat people. <laughs> Cat people are more likely to live alone and in apartments than dog people. I mean, I don't live alone. I live right. in an apartment. So I don't live alone and I do live in an apartment. Yeah. You have a cat and I have a dog. So, yeah. I mean, in this very small sample size here, <laughs> that one doesn't apply. Um, what else have I got here? Oh, dog people tend to be more conservative than cat people. We- Owning a dog correlates strongly with having traditional values. <laughs> Dog owners are also generally more rule-abiding than cat owners. Dog owners tend to skew uh, conservative, while cat owners tend to lean liberal. Huh. Um, I don't... Yeah, that's weird to me. I don't know why. Yeah, the provincial election, you voted Doug Ford. Yeah. Yeah, I I would say I'm a little more unconventional, and I don't like to follow rules on 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 a regular basis, but I mean, I feel like that applies to you too, you know? Now, here's the question that uh, here's another, again, according to a study. And this is why I asked, do you just dislike dogs? Dog people tend to be more bipetual than cat people. In other words, dog people tend to tolerate cats. What website cat is this Cat people on? tend to not tolerate dogs. Oh. Um, this is on Thought Catalog, a series of studies that just came to... Yeah. So no, no, I'm just joking. I'll I'll just read this to you. I thought that was like some sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Studies have shown that people who love both dogs and cats, so-called bipetuals, have personalities almost identical to those of dog owners. In general, dog owners are more willing to tolerate the idea of owning a cat than cat owners are of owning dogs. I agree with that. I've had cats. I don't like cats. I'll be honest with you. I don't. Yes, I'm not not a cat, but I tolerate them. I've had cats. Our last cat. Wasn't crazy about, but I liked her enough that I, I didn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't like that cat. I don't like cats. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not, a, I'm not, it's not that I hate them. It's just, I, I would never, now that I don't have a cat anymore. Yeah. I will never own a cat again. Fair I don't, enough. I don't care for cats yeah. at all. And there's a lot, and you just said, like, would you ever own a dog? Yeah, I would. You would. But also... I, again, I would, I would tolerate a dog. Okay. It's not like I wouldn't, I I don't, I wouldn't say that I, I don't like dogs. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like I like a, I like being around dogs in doses, but like they're too much for me. It's too, they're, they're too in my face all the time. I can't handle it. Chris, I have two more. Cat people, uh, have a different sense of humor than dog people. Cat people enjoy sophisticated, ironic humor that's built on clever wordplay. Dog people laugh at fart jokes and videos of people accidentally hurting themselves. (laughs) Well, I I think so. I I think that would be kind of accurate. Like I do definitely like highbrow humor, but also... I I think I I also one of my things I've been waiting for an opportunity to bring this up in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that farts are always funny. (laughs) Okay. I am a big fan of clever, witty, highbrow humor. I Dutch ovened Amanda so well last night. (laughs) Right? 
<laughs> Not even talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed my ass off. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a beauty. Farts are always funny. It was like, a, it's, a hall of fame, man. It's the universal language of comedy is the fart. That's my, that's my, like, I've never been in a situation where a fart wasn't funny. Immediately. Same. Immediately. Same. Yeah. Always. Same. Yeah. Honestly. I, 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 I yeah, I, I think there should be like a traveling farter. <laughs> there should be like yeah. you, there should be a sidekick that you just bring along to cut the tension in those moments. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. You have six months to live. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. He, there's it, there's no situation where it's not funny. I would. I mean, I'm challenged. I, I hope somebody can find a situation where it's where it isn't funny. One final one. Sure. Beatles fan. Uh yeah. Oh, What's yeah. your favorite Beatle? Oh, um, which one looks most like a cat? Um, Who's your favorite Beatle? Uh, it's so ridiculous. Uh, Paul McCartney. Dog owners prefer Paul McCartney. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Cat owners. What, Lennon? George Harrison. Harrison. Is the number one Beatle amongst cat owners. <laughs> I don't know where John and Ringo fall. Yeah. Parrots and rabbits. <laughs> no idea. No idea. But congratulations on it. Thanks. Yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, I've been. Uh, it's 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 weird. Um, just leaving them in the morning and 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 you, you miss know. them during the day. Oh, big time. Yeah. Really? Eh? Thinking about getting a little a little camera to, uh -huh. to spy on them and stuff. But I feel like that's a little. I wouldn't get anything done. It's it's adorable. Yeah, they're cute. They're cute cats for mm. sure. Now you said you wanted to train them too. I have been kind of like we do like tricks and shit. <laughs> um, well, if if not shitting on the floor is it considered a trick, then that, then I want to teach teach them that trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> but mostly just like getting them so that they're not like biting. Okay, and like you know what I mean. Nothing, nothing crazy. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else on that? No, I mean, you know, it's it's really just one of those things where where I, I've I've it's been really rewarding. I, I just I've just genuinely enjoyed it, and 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 sure. I kind of, you know, kicking myself that I never pulled the trigger on something like that earlier. You know, I feel like it's a, it adds a lot of depth and, and to your life to 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 care for something that uh, that can't care for itself all the time. You know, do you notice my dog has enormous camouflage skills? Oh yeah, he didn't even know it was there. He's on a, Doug's on a brown couch on a brown shag uh, sort of mat, and Doug is brown as well. For sure. You never know where he is. Look at him. He is a ball of activity over there. <laughs> right, Doug? Oh, there he is. Okay. He's mm. all right. He's all right. Um, you mentioned department. Yeah. Let's move to item number three. Item number three. On the weekly three. Uh, this just came out today, actually. <laughs> Uh, uh, sort of a website uh, page, uh, like the, the the internet equivalent of a podcast. Uh, it's called In the Hammer. They're on Facebook, and they just released uh, some stats today about renting in Hamilton. It's getting really expensive. Yeah, I believe it. Um, my my rent here now. I, I'm we have a big apartment. This yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, it, it, thank you. Yeah. Um, but it's too big. It's getting too big for us. Um. It's, it's 2,000 square feet. This is a big apartment. Yeah. Uh, and we're in Westdale, which is a preferable neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But my rent just went up. You got a guess as to what I pay here? Oh, man. I'm so bad at this stuff. Um, Starting November 1st, my next rent check. Two grand, maybe? 2100 Where are we at? 
Oh, that's eight, eighteen seventy-four. That's lower than I thought. It, Significantly well, lower than I thought. If we moved out, I guarantee you it would be up to two grand. Probably more than that. It'd yeah. have to be more than that now. Yeah. You can't like what what were the rates for this in the in the hammer thing? Well, uh, the average one bedroom apartment in Hamilton. You're in a one bedroom. I'm in a one bedroom, yeah. What do you think the average rent is well, okay. for a one bedroom? We rank fifteenth in the country, by the way. Fifteenth in Canada. Freaking Toronto and if you, effect, if, well, eh? okay, but if you look at the top 15, Toronto, Mississauga, Scarborough, Shh. Oakville, Burlington, Hamilton, it, it's all, all of it, with the exception of, I think, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, like the, 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 the other major urban centers, everything else in the top 15 or 20, more than, more than well over one half of the top 20 is in the Golden Horseshoe. Uh-huh. So, well, okay, so I'm in a one-bedroom apartment right now. I've been in there for probably about five going on six years. It's a nice little apartment. It's a nice little apartment. Yeah. Um, I could definitely use a little bit more space, but, you know, part sure. of the reason it's keeping me there is because my rent is so cheap. You're in a nice neighborhood, so, too. Yeah, a nice neighborhood. Uh, so, like, I'm paying, just to put it in perspective, when people are going to fucking, you know, make sure you're sitting down. My place is, I pay seven fifty. Oh, month. my Christ. Are you serious? Yeah. Seven fifty plus plus utilities, so eight hundred probably all in with a parking spot. Do you have a guess as to how much the average one bedroom, if you were to rent tomorrow, if you were to move into yeah. another one bedroom apartment, do you have the a, a guess as to what the average cost of a one bedroom in Hamilton is? Well, I, I would guess this is average. It's so so we're, you know, like we're we're talking. You could be in Dundas, you could be in Ancaster, wow. you could also be down in some really divey place off Barton. So, With all due respect to the people who live off Barton, sure. it, you're wonderful people, but it's a less desirable neighborhood. Yeah, and rent is cheaper there. Fact's a fact. Yeah. For a one bedroom apartment, my estimate would probably be like twelve fifty. Fourteen seventy. Oh man. Fourteen seventy is the average rent. One bedroom in Hamilton. And that's only fifteenth in the country. Wow. You go to Kanata which is a suburb of uh, Ottawa. Ottawa, yeah. Uh, a one bedroom, uh, it's second, only behind Toronto only, uh, $2,090. For a one bedroom. For a one bedroom. Where are people making this a money? A two bedroom man? average in Canada. It's even a little bit higher in Toronto, $3,000 a month. The average two bedroom in Hamilton, 1554. Oh, see, I would like it's it's at the point where you just get a two bedroom at that point. Like there's such a agree, such I a mean, you small say, difference. You say you're struggling for space. Now, mind you, don't leave your place no, I, until I you never, absolutely have to for what you're paying, dude. I know you want to switch. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse, man, because it's one I of those know. things where it's like, you know, you, you want to expand. But like I've looked a little bit. I didn't expect it to be that high. Genuinely. Yeah. I'm not just hamming it up. I Last time I checked, I thought I was going to have to go to twelve hundred. I would literally have to double my rent just to find a sim- the same place. But you raise an interesting point. I mean, if you're going to go from a one bedroom to a two bedroom, you're looking at eighty four dollars more and mm. a storage locker costs one hundred and twenty. Yeah, I got to so get, get it. Go, to go the for the two bedroom. bedroom. That's the only if you're going to get value out of that bullshit, it's going to be in a two bedroom, I guess. I have some friends that live um, down near uh, James um, South. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, kind of near the hospital is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And they've got into their apartment. It's a two-bedroom apartment. They got into it maybe eight or so years ago. Huge place. It actually kind of reminds me of this. This is 
bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say a better location because it's walking distance with like, you can literally walk right down into a coffee shop if you guys wanted to. Um, but they're paying like 900 or something crazy for something. It's, it was, it blew my mind. Yeah. So then they're in the same boat. It's like, well, I, I couldn't even, it's like, there's no incentive to even purchase anything at that Here, point. Cause it's so low. I can pull this up really easy. Just yeah. Give, I'll give you an idea of, uh, you know, Hamilton again is, uh, what did I say? 15th. Okay. So, um, let me just pull this up here. Bear with me. Yeah. And the thing about renting in Hamilton too, like even if you're paying a premium on places, you never really know that there's, 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 there's quite a bit of like bug, like infestation problems across the city. So you never know what you're getting. Okay. So I, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, Toronto is, is number one, a one bedroom in Toronto, the average for a one bedroom in Toronto, $2,304. The average for a two bedroom is 2,908. Hmm. Canada, Ontario, second. It's more expensive to rent a two-bedroom in Canada than it is in Toronto. $29.98. I don't even, like, I've heard of Canada because that's where the Ottawa Senators building is, their stadium. That's but, right. But I, I don't know anything outside of that. But looking at the top 20, like I just mentioned, and by the way, number 20 is Calgary. <laughs> wow. Calgary. Yeah. Uh, looking at the top 20, and as I was saying, the Golden Horseshoe is just off the hook right yeah. now. Okay, so Toronto's number one. Etobicoke is three. Richmond Hill is five. Mississauga, six. Burlington, seven. Oakville, eight. Guelph, 11. Scarborough, 13. Hamilton, 15. Oshawa, 16. Kitchener, 18. All of those. And I mean, that's not all, all of Ontario. Ontarians are paying more for rent than any other province yeah. in the country. I mean, that way. okay, so let's put it into perspective here. It, it costs more to rent an apartment in Guelph, Ontario, a city of a hundred some odd thousand than it does to rent in uh, Calgary, Alberta, the fourth largest city in the world. And by the way, uh, Quebec City, you can get in Quebec City which is a top 10 market, gorgeous, one of the 10 yeah. biggest cities, and it's gorgeous. You can get a one-bedroom in Quebec City for $905. Super cheap. Beautiful. Super cheap. Beautiful. You can live in Quebec City in a one-bedroom for $566 less than Hamilton, Ontario. That's crazy. And that's man. not a knock on Hamilton. It's a wonderful place. But yeah. Quebec City's nicer place. So um, this is just a little bit of a pivot, but not a big one. You're saying you're looking at, like, moving around. Like, is there an Maybe. Are you... Now, here's the other thing. Here's the other kicker about renting is you've heard of bidding wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? When people buy houses. Oh, shit. Well, they're offering, you know, the list price. Well, we'll give you 10000 more. And then they go and the person who offered list price, oh, they're offering $10,000. we will offer you 12000 more. And people get yeah. into bidding. There are now bidding wars going on over rental properties. Oh, my Where God. people are saying, okay, we'll rent this out for, what was my average there? 1471 1600 or something, they'll do it. 1470 for a one bedroom. People are now going, well, shit, 1470. What do you mean? There's another somebody else who wants to move in here. I'll give you 1500. There are bidding wars on apartments now. It is getting that crazy. And landlords are, uh, they want a credit check, mm-hmm. they want references. I had to they do want, that. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It is. It's crazy. It's hard. There are waiting lists to get in. There's a definite rental shortage. And once you do get into one, you're paying out the ass for them. Yeah. Rent is more than a mortgage payment now. Yeah, and and you're not getting the equity, so it's it's no, very, you're getting nothing yeah, out of it. Yeah. Like it just it's it's um it's a maddening situation. I'd imagine. Yeah, you know, it sucks, man. Yeah, um, don't leave your place, dude. Yeah, no, I. That's the thing is, like, I tell people, it's like, man, like it's. You know, I would love to get another place and I, I could even afford a better place now. It's just, it's, it just doesn't make sense. 
No. You know what I mean? It's like illogical for me to move into no, another I'd, place. I've been to your place. It's very nice. I, I wouldn't leave there. Not it's, in a million years. Yeah. It's a nice neighborhood and everything else. Yeah. It's a nice little apartment. It's a nice building. Yeah. Yes, you're a little short on space. Yeah, exactly. But I know. I know. Like I mentioned, that, that storage locker, 120 bucks a month. Yeah. Move your shit into a storage locker and you're still saving yourself. 750 you said? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to get up to, to 900 with a storage locker on a monthly basis. You're still 500 and change underneath the average one bedroom right in the city. Yeah, it's wild, man. That is wild. It's, t- it's tough out there. Yeah. Um, if you were to pick a um, neighborhood outside of West Hill, because you're in West Hill now, but if you were to pick a neighborhood to move to, is there one that you would particularly Ooh, choose? That's a good question. I could answer that first. Go if ahead. You'd like, because yeah. I know, because um, I, I like this. I like Ottawa Street neighborhood. Ottawa Street. Yeah, nice. it's a little. It's got a little bit of edge to it, mm-hmm. and, which I appreciate, especially yeah. being in Hamilton for a little bit. I, I think that's where I would go next. Mm. Um, yeah. Would you go to the mountain? <sighs> no, no, unequivocally no. <laughs> there is cool. not. There is not a. And again, mountains a wonderful place, but there's no. I would no. Yeah. Me no, either. that is a flat. No, I have no interest in living on the mountain whatsoever. I, I am a city guy. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, that being said, if I were to pick one, I'd move to Dundas. Dundas is nice. Which, ironically, is where I rented my very first ever apartment. One bedroom, three-piece bathroom, full kitchen, private entrance, one bedroom, wow. $300 inclusive. <laughs> Three. And that's not that long ago. That's no, a thir- That's 30 years ago. Dundas is beautiful. It is gorgeous. Like I, I, I've been spending more time there over the last couple months. I fucking love Dundas. Everything about Dundas, yeah. I like. There's this crazy used bookstore down there that just mm. blew my mind. I can't remember what it was called. Mm. It was like it was so nice. I've never been in a used bookstore where it's so nice. I feel like I shouldn't touch anything. <laughs> like it's all white, like pristine walls, and the books were presented in such a way that it looked like it was like you're looking at like an art gallery. It was super cool. Dundas has a definite village feel to it. Yeah. That's that's why I like Westdale so much. Dundas yeah. is a big Westdale, but yeah. I I I love walking out into King Sit, Street yeah. and Westdale, and it's yeah. just it's. I, I wouldn't say like it's ritzy or poo poo. Not in Westdale, no. No, it's it's, it's just good. It, 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 it's like a little village within a big city, and yeah. I mean you know. Christ, walk out of the street. You can see downtown just around the way. Dundas is a little further removed. Westdale's barely out, but it doesn't feel like you're in the city when you're in Westdale and everything you need is within a couple of blocks here. Dundas is is a little far, it's a little removed, but it's, it's very self-contained. Very much so. It's all you don't, there's nothing else that you need outside of Dundas, which is nice. Yeah. Westdale, there's, I mean, Westdale's good with that too. Nah, you still need that. There's a couple pubs and stuff, you know, but, but I would say Dundas has more there. Oh, um, definitely. Lock Street, there's a lot to be desired. Um, you know, everything shuts down at 6 p.m. Yeah, I'm not a, yeah. you know, like, on, and Lock Street's very expensive, and it's a yeah. very trendy neighborhood. I consider Westdale to be Lock Street light. I prefer Westdale. I, I, yeah, I, me too. I prefer Westdale. It's got more character, and it's not as snotty. You know, I'm glad you said it. No, it's true. I, it, and I it live is very there. true. Yeah. You, you live know? close by. Um, so yeah. I, I go down there all the time. I just, yeah, there's certain things that are really good, but I find you know. it a little. A little yeah. pretentious, a little yeah. hipster for yeah. my liking. For sure. Rich yeah. hipster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything we, else you want to you sort of look forward to our next episode? Because we do have a couple things that we want to look at for sure. Yeah. Um, I think I think uh, we're going to 
try to get together um, on uh, Monday. Monday, it looks So like. today's Tuesday, October 22nd. So we're hoping to get one in before yeah. Halloween. On the on the 28th. So maybe we can do like a Halloween theme or at least talk a little bit about it. Some, sure. some Halloween stories that we might have. Okay. Um, and uh, you were mentioning uh, the story. Uh, I'm, I don't want to get into the actual particulars of it because it's a pretty, pretty... Uh, Pretty great story about about uh, the theme is the biggest little thing you ever lost. In other words, the the thing that really is insignificant in the grand scheme of things, but it has a lot of sentimental value, mm. and you lost it. Yeah, and you feel lost without it. Yeah, because I've got a couple of those in my life, and I think everybody does. And it's great to hear the story behind, not necessarily your loss and how you feel about it, but why that thing was important to you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be on our next episode. Number twenty is in the books my friend that's it man black sheep radio black sheep radio i am chris brown i'm ben mcvee thanks for listening see you next time this has been another episode of black sheep radio with ben mcvee and chris brown if you liked what you heard don't forget to follow rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts